Hallelujah. God is good, amen. I hope you're blessed this morning. I think God has a message this morning. Uh, it's easy, praise God, in the world we're living in to, to follow the fads and, and, and what people think is right. But how much is what they think, what God thinks is right? I'm in a point right now in my own life, in my own spiritual walk with God, that I'm trying to understand just what God wants from me. People say, well, God wants me to live a holy life. That's right. God wants me to go to church. That's right. <laughs> God wants to read my Bible. Well, that's right. But I'm starting to learn a little bit about what God really wants. He wants us to believe him. I've been stuck on this for a couple of weeks. I mean, I'll be honest with you. It's just something drilling in my spirit. Uh, we live in an uncertain world, and you don't know what's going to come down next. Seriously. You don't understand what's, what, what's going to blow up or what somebody's gonna, who's going to shoot who. and You don't know what the government's going to do. You don't even know what the church is going to do because there's no uncertainty. It's so uncertain. I'm sorry. But one thing is certain. God's word is certain. Amen. I studied this a while and I'm, I've looked at it. and I, I went over again this morning when I was up this morning. And I'm starting to get narrow-minded. What does that mean? Well, I think there's only one way to believe and that's Jesus. I've always been narrow-minded concerned, but it's getting more narrow and narrow <laughs> because I'm starting to see that what men says don't, stand, don't last. Men, religion, governments make promises and they lie to you. But what God promises you, <laughs> come on somebody, it's sure. And I believe that this morning I'm going to talk about the sureness, certainty of God's word. Amen, because you know why? It's because we need to know that that's the only thing that's going to stand. If you've been listening to me in the last few weeks, I've been talking a lot about faith. And I'm not talking about faith just to say you believe God. I'm talking about to believe Him. Amen. It's just not just saying words. It's acting upon the word, knowing for certain that what God promised, He was going to perform it. Amen. It's not hard. Amen. People say, well, I've been trying to believe God, but... I just, I just have problems. I'm going to tell you what, because maybe because you haven't put your faith in what he said. Amen. The certainty of God's word has to be sure in your own heart because you've got to know if God said it, it settles it. <laughs> I'm going to say that again. I said if God said it, it settles it. Amen. It's not going to change. Amen. God's not going to change his word for you or me. It's, it's everlasting to everlasting from the beginning to the end. From the beginning of creation till now, it's never, it's never changed. You're not going to change God's opinion. You're not going to change God's attitude. You're not going to change God's promises. God is not going to move, be moved by your tears because you want God to do something different. It's not going to happen. Oh, man, I'm preaching. <laughs> it's not going to happen. God's going to operate based on his word. Come on, somebody. Are you all listening this morning? <laughs> I said, God's going to operate based on his word. He's not going to do it because you asked him to. Or you, he's not going to change his mind. How many were born again? I believe everybody in here. You were born again of what? Of, by the word of God. Because God said, whosoever shall confess with his mouth the Lord Jesus Christ and believe in his heart that God will raise him from the dead, he shall be saved. He didn't say might, maybe, or perhaps, could be. He said shall. That's a sure promise. 
That's just, that, that's, that makes God's word secure. Because when God says shall, it's going to happen. Okay? Because his word said it. The only thing he places above himself, right, is his word. What a God we serve. The only thing he places above himself is his word. So when you read his word, you're reading God's something above God. Does that make sense? When God gives his word, he, God is awesome. God is powerful. God is great. But when he says something, it's above him. When he promises something, he places it above himself. Because his word is powerful. Man, I hope you're hearing this this morning. Praise God. His word is powerful. His word is secure. His word is everlasting. It's, it's settled in heaven. There's nothing's going to change that. Praise God. Thank God for that. Sister Ethel, thank God God don't change his mind. Thank God God don't stop loving us. Thank God God don't stop watching over us and protecting us and meeting our needs, healing our bodies, blessing us, and carrying us all the way. I need that every day. Mercies are new every day, the Bible says. His mercies are new every day. Thank God he doesn't change his mind, Yvette. Thank God he still feels the same about you as, he's, as his word promised. That's how important that we need to grab a hold to God's word because that is life. Because when he says it, it seals it. So when you look at your life and you look at the situations you're going, you got to go to God's word because if God says it, that settles it. Somebody say, if God says it, that settles it. It's in his word. He's not going to change it. Turn over to 1 Peter chapter 1. I want to read something to you. Let me clean my glasses up. Mom, I got to buy me some Windex and put them. <laughs> That's good, I got it. Hallelujah. A few weeks back, the Lord spoke to my heart about this church. And he told me, he said, son, you tell people to believe me. That's simple, ain't it? But it's not as simple as you, you, you think. Because if you're going to believe him, you have confidence in what he said, right? You have confidence in his word that it settles it. You have confidence that God's word is going to settle whatever you're dealing with in your life. If God said it, it settles it. Amen. I think that's what we should call a message, little. God said it, it settles it. <laughs> we are looking to a God that can do whatever he wants. But one thing he cannot do is lie. And one thing, another thing he cannot do is go against what he said. So you as a believer are, 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 are grafted into his, his word. You, you, you accept his word. I mean, you're part of what his word, his promises are. Because you come into that covenant with the Lord and everything he said, everything he settled in his word is yours. And I'm not talking about get rich schemes. I'm not talking about Give me Jimmy schemes of uh, God, God make me a millionaire. That's not what I'm talking about. But because he said it, you are part of it. <laughs> As a child of God, listen, my children in my house, I got four of them. They got everything me and their mama ha has. You know why? Because they are, they are children. And the covenant we have, we went to the, the lawyer's office one day and we, we put it in a will. Nobody gets nothing I got but my children. You know why? Because they're my children. <laughs> and because of that wheel, it settles it. 
So, so when they're going to read the will, it means it's Janice pass on or the, whatever. You know, I hope the Lord comes first. <laughs> but when you pass on, they're going to open that will and it says, this is settles it right here. Come on, somebody. Amen. <laughs> How many know that this is God's will for you? <laughs> Sister Ethel, God promised this is, this is in his will. Everybody, whatever you're dealing with, it's in his will. God said it. So nobody's going to be able to change that. As long as me and her's alive, and we don't change it, that will stays. That's a legit document. It's a document that says, my kids get what I got, whether a little or a lot. Come on, somebody. So when God speaks his words, he says, he says you got what I got. <laughs> My God, and nothing's going to change that, praise God. Unless God changes. <laughs> Come on, somebody. Does that make sense to you? Amen. It is settled in heaven. Let's start with our salvation. I, I quoted a little while ago where I said, if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus Christ and believe in your heart, God will raise him from the dead, you shall be saved. So when you confess with your mouth and believe in you, you sign a contract with God. You, 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 you make an agreement with God. You become into covenant with Him. And He says, if you do that, you're going to be saved. You set, it's settled in heaven. There's nothing's going to change that. Only if you break that contract. Only if you walk away from Him. And I don't believe nobody in here wants to do that. But if you break that contract, God's, God's mind doesn't change. Yours changes. You, you, God, listen, God's promise is still, you come back to him, he's going to set up, he's going to give you exactly what he promised. He's not going to change his promise as long as you keep your side of the bargain, as long as you keep your side of the contract. Now, me and Sister Janice could go and get our will out and say, I don't want to leave none of this child, this, that, and I'm going to leave it all to charity. You know, when they read it, they're going to have to abide by our wishes. How many know God's wishes to bless you? To save you, to prosper you, to touch you, to, to, to do all those things in your life. I feel the presence of the Lord. Amen. Thank God he loves us. Thank God his word is sure. Thank God it doesn't change. Hallelujah. My God, thank God it's still the same yesterday, today, and forever. God don't change. I said, like I said, God doesn't change his mind, right? He loves you. He died for you. He, he, he gave his life for you. And he promised that if you would serve him, you would enter into eternal life. Nothing's going to change that. Well, I feel the presence of the Lord. I oh, mean, I tell you, I feel it. I feel the, the surety and the power of God's word this morning. Hallelujah. Thank God for it. Thank God for it. Verse 23 says, Having been born again, not of corruptible seed, but incorruptible. What does that mean? Listen, in, corruption is corruption. Being born of things that can fade away and, and things that, that rot and things that, that decay won't get it. But what God has is incorruptible. What it means is that what he has is everlasting. It will never see dead. Come on, somebody. <laughs> the word of God will never die. God, you are born again, not of a corruptible seed, but an incorruptible. The word of God is incorruptible. 
The word of God is sure. The word of God is promising you the hope and salvation that we need. Don't walk out that door and think God is not with you. He doesn't change his mind. You might feel a million miles off sometimes. You might feel like God's a million miles away. But he's not. Because he doesn't change his mind, Kevin. <laughs> Are you hearing me this morning? I think the Lord's trying to teach us something. He doesn't change his mind. Because you get a little rowdy sometimes, he says, I'm going to let him go through a little fat. But my, my promises never change. Thank God. Because he would have gave up on me a long time ago. <laughs> so get out the door. Kick him out. I got time for Lanny. He's just too stubborn. <laughs> he doesn't do that. All right? <laughs> he doesn't. <laughs> What's the matter? My shoes on tie. Yeah. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> he doesn't kick you out when you get a little out of line. He just gets the, the rod. Are you man. They call that the Board of Education on the Seat of Learning. You know what that means? He takes that board and he whacks it where the sun don't shine. All right. Oh, that's a tough one. Ouch. All right. Being born again of not a corruptible, but incorruptible. Through the Word of God, which lives and abides forever. And listen, I like that verse. The Word of God does what? Lives and abides forever. What does that mean? It's, it's always there. It's never going to die. It's always going to be the same message all the time. God is a God that loves you. And he gives you these promises and they sure. Don't, don't ever think that he forgets about them. Even though, like I said, he has to get the Board of Education on the seat of learning. Sometimes he has to correct us, but his promises are still sure. Thank God. I'm so glad he didn't, he didn't throw me out the first time I messed up. I, oh, that'd be today. <laughs> Bullheaded, stubborn. You know, stiff neck. <laughs> well, I'm going at it this morning. <laughs> Uncircumcised and hard. <laughs> Hallelujah. Okay, God. <laughs> yes. All right. All flesh is as grass. The Bible says this right here, this thing here, this, this thing, it's, it's going to die one day. It's like grass. Amen. 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 They wither it. They dry up. And as the flowers fall away. I went ahead of myself. Let me read it again. And all the glory of man is as flowers of of grass. The grass withered away. The flowers fall. the, the, The flowers fall away. But the word of God does what? Endures forever. Listen, I look around me and I see everything falling apart. And that ain't going to last. <laughs> Society is not going to last. Things of this world will not last, praise God. I'd rather put my feet on something that is sure that I will never see death, never see an end, never see corruption. Hallelujah. I was born again because of that word, praise God. That word is still settled in God, and it's always going to be there, praise God. I got to go back to it quite often, all the time, y'all. I got to say, God, your word says. God, your word Listen, that's why I started passing some out like this. Amen. I got a few ladies. I gotta, I, this, is, this is a promise book. And what it is, 
It's, it, it takes a subject like the discouragement or, or depression or, you know, anything you might be dealing with. And it gives you the word, the scriptures, back to back, back to back, back. I want you to have faith in God's word. Seriously, I want you to believe what it says. That's why I felt to do this, praise God, because a lot of people are struggling. And they don't, they don't know how to look through the word like they need to. So that this will take it one verse at a time and listen to it. Let it become part of you. Let it become part of your faith. Let it become part of your mind, your spirit. That's what God wants. And we do that. We believe what it says. Amen. We're going to walk with the Lord. Amen. We're going to have victory to overcome the things of this world. You don't have to turn there. I'm going to read you Ezekiel chapter 12, verse 25. For I am the Lord. I speak, and the word which I speak will come to pass. Hallelujah. <laughs> Praise God. I am the Lord. Speaking, this word that I speak will come to pass. What is that telling you? You can look for it, amen? amen? You're a child of God. God has promises in this book that are just for you, amen? amen. And we should never lose, hope, lose faith. You need to go back and find out just what, your will, what the contract is. See what's in the will for you. Find out what God's will is for your life. Somebody said, what is God's will? God, his word is God's will. <laughs> you hear what I'm saying? You have to find it out for yourself. You've got to find out what's, the, what's in the agreement, praise God. What's in the contract, amen? Hallelujah. Come on, somebody. If God has promised it to you, it's here. How many need something from God this morning? Don't lie, every one of us. <laughs> We're struggling maybe in our prayer life. God says, if you seek me with all your heart, you shall find me. Draw, draw nigh unto me, and I'll draw nigh unto you. That's a promise. Hallelujah. We got some power this morning, amen. Oh, yeah, man, I'm getting nervous. Hallelujah. <laughs> his word is his, his will. You need a healing in your body? It's his will. You need a financial blessing, something going on in your life? Marital problems, struggling with things? It's his will. Hallelujah. God has it in his word. So it's settled in heaven, okay? Listen, if you can believe that this morning, things will go great for you. But I believe God will bless you and open doors that you never saw in your life, praise God. The first thing we need is to remember, God wants to fill you with his Holy Spirit. That's the number one thing he did for the church when it first started off. Fill them with the Holy Ghost. I want the Holy Ghost, praise God. I want to experience God. I want to experience his spirit. I want to know his word and his will in my life. That's the only way it's going to happen. If you can hold on to God's word and his spirit, things will happen. He's not going to change his mind. He wants to fill his church with the Holy Spirit. He wants you to grow in the Holy Spirit. He wants you to pray in the Spirit. He wants you to walk in the Spirit. He wants you to talk in the Spirit. He wants you to dress in the, the Spirit. He even wants you to, he even wants you to what you watch on TV in the Spirit. He wants you to know everything you see in, in the Spirit. I know that sounds kind of corny, but it's true. What we watch, we have to see with the Spirit. What we listen to, we have to see here with the Spirit. How we walk, we got to go with the Spirit. Amen? That's what he's talking about. That's a promise. Don't ever, ever denounce the Holy Spirit in your life. I told somebody the other day, and I'm going to share that with you. I said, you know what? A church without the Spirit, where God is, Spirit of God is not, God is not. Where the Holy Spirit is not, God is not. I don't care how big the cathedral is. I don't care how many thousands of people that go there. If God's Spirit is not operating in a church, if it's not... If it's not uh, accepted in the church, then it's not God's church. That sounds simple enough. 
Because this is God's church. <laughs> this ain't my church. <laughs> this is God's church. I mean, it's our fellowship. It's where we come to join together to worship, to hear the word, but it's not ours. It's God's church. Amen. He built, he built this building here for us to place to worship. He put it here so we can see souls saved, that he can, he can apply his promises, Amen. And what he said in his word. I'm going to read for you, okay? You don't have to turn there. My son, give attention to my words. This is in Proverbs chapter 4, verse 20 and 22. My son or my daughter, give attention to my words. Incline your ears to my saying. <laughs> Do not let them depart from your heart or your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart. For they are life to those who find them and health to all their flesh. I like that verse. What does it say to do with that word? Apply it to your heart. Do not let it depart from your heart. Incline your ears to my sayings. When, I, when God's word is spoken, we're to listen. And we're to, we're to let it sink down into our hearts. Let me ask you a question. How many times you come to church and you forgot what the preacher said? <laughs> I'm guilty. <laughs> I'm not, listen. And, and you just walked out and you never felt different and you, you felt the same as you came in. But if we to listen and absorb that word, incline that word to our hearts, how big would our faith be today? You walk out of that door with nothing. If you came with the door and then you walk out with nothing, you still got nothing. That old boy said that. I started with nothing. I got most of it left. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> But anyway, you come to church to hear the word of God. And you to incline your ears to that word. Not to me, because I'm, I'm just a vessel, but to the word. Why do you have to incline your ears to that word? Because so you can walk out in faith. What is faith? Faith is completely trusting in God's word. That's, that's the bottom line. I, I can't add to it or take away from it. It's completely trusted in God's word. Well, I don't know what God's Word says. Well, go find out. Amen. You're dealing with something? Go, go to the Word. Find out. Look for yourself. You know, I, I preach between 45 minutes and an hour on Sunday morning, but I can't preach the whole Bible in one, <laughs> one setting. I'm just giving you a little bit of here and a little bit of there and a little bit of there so you can help your faith grow, but... The real time comes when you sit down with God and open the word and say, God, I need an answer. I need to find out what you, what's your will for my life. You know, I believe I'm telling you the truth this morning. I don't have no, no question about it. But I'm not the truth. God is. I'm just the messenger. I'm not the messenger. <laughs> Somebody say amen. Listen, if you follow me one, one day, you're going to find out I ain't perfect. <laughs> when you got preachers get up there, make as if they got their whole life together. Oh, come on, really? Smash your toe and see what happens. <laughs> oh, look. I'm in a business where I'm trying every day. Just about. <laughs> when I got something to do and I want to do it and and that old devil, I'm blaming the devil. Maybe it ain't the devil. Maybe it's me. <laughs> God said, okay, man, let's see how far we're going to go, boy. Devil, you get behind me in the name of Jesus. Maybe it's just me. <laughs> the devil's just laughing. Thank God. 
I believe God's got a sense of humor. He's got to have a sense of humor to deal with me. <laughs> I feel like an idiot sometimes. Get up and I say, God, <laughs> why are you putting <laughs> I ain't putting you through nothing. You're the problem. <laughs> All right. I'm going to get somebody mad. I better go. <laughs> Give attention to my words, he said. Incline your ears to my saying. Do not let them depart from your heart. Hallelujah. Matthew 24, 35 says this. You don't have to turn there. I don't believe it's in the Bible. When I have all the scriptures down, it just helps move things on. Matthew chapter 24, verse 35. He says, heaven and earth shall pass away, but my words by no means shall pass away. Heaven and earth shall pass away. When this is all going to be settled, Kevin, when God's going to settle everything that back like it's supposed to be, the earth we're living on now, the heavens we see now are not going to be the same when God's going to redo it. Heaven and earth shall pass away, but my word shall never pass. You know what he's saying? It'll never change. It's enduring. It's going to be forever and ever and ever. You know what eternity is? When I say God's word is forever, one guy kind of illustrated eternity like this. You can imagine a little bird, Ray. That's just a small hummingbird. He flies over a mountain. With his little bitty old wings, he makes a little bit of wind over that mountain. And he says, after he's passed over that mountain, a million years, it ain't going to make an effect. But let's just say, when his little air wings, on, that, on his wings, flattens that mountain to the ground, eternity just begins. Imagine that. Eternity just begin. Hallelujah. That's how sure God's word is. Come on, somebody. When there won't be no America, no, 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 there won't be no presidents, and there won't be no, there'll just be Jesus. Billion years have passed, and there'll still just be his word, Jesus. Jesus said, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. Now, what is that word? That word was Jesus. He was God manifested in the flesh. Billion years from now, that word will still be there. Hallelujah. <laughs> what, a, what a story. How great is that? A billion years, two billion years. And you could, you could go on and on. That word will still be there. It will never change. Now, why I'm saying that this morning is that I want you to grab a hold of the promise that God made you. Promise his word. Because that word is sure. That word's going to stand. It's not going to change. And it's going to last forever and ever and ever and ever. That's what I want. I don't know about you, but that's what I want. I don't want religion. Seriously. We look at things today, and, it's all, and especially in religion. 
I'm a Christian. I believe in true religion, undefiled before God. It's to visit the fathers in their afflictions and keep yourself unspotted from them. That's what James says. Keep yourself unspotted from them. But when we talk about God's word, today in modern church, it's just it's the word of God. You got to keep the word of God. You got to do the word of God. Do we know that? What is that word about? Do we know what it means to trust in God's word? I was telling somebody on the phone last night, I was talking to him, we were talking about God. I said, Do we know who this thing we call God is? I mean, just think about it. We throw his name like it's. Do we understand who this is? <laughs> I mean, when we pray to him, do we understand who we're praying to? The mighty God, the creator of all the universe. Everything exists because he spoke it. Because his word said it. And he designed everything. Everything works like a, a clock, man. Everything works in sequence together. Everything was the, thought, the mind of God. Everything you see was the mind of God. I said, man, <laughs> how small do you feel? this? <laughs> everything we look at, everything that breathes. I was looking at a program. They have the, what they call microscopic, microscopic. In other words, things that are so small, you have to go through magnification. I don't know how much times to see it. And I said, Lord, life that, that crawls around. I mean, the things that on your body, little, I need to get graphic, these little bites and this and that and all these little in the air, there's, there's in, in, in pollen in the air, they have creatures that float in the air. You don't even see them. I said, what is God? <laughs> and we talk, we go to God like he's our buddy. You know, hey, God, man. Oh, come on, be for real. Chums, you know. I mean, God's like that, you know. Oh, come on, be for real. <laughs> I saw them. I, saw, I was Janice was sleeping. I didn't want to wake her up, but I said, Jen, look at this, man. Everything has life in it. Everything was thought of by God. And millions and millions of little creatures all over the place. They put a, a time lapse on a, on a flower. And, it, and, and I was so amazed. Every 15 minutes, they would film that flower. They would, they would film the flower opening. And at the time, you could see the flower opening. Who told it to do that? <laughs> My God. I said, who told it to do that? You know, you could take a bird. You could, you could uh, he'll go, they'll, they'll fly south, and they'll have their eggs. And when they, they're born, they get bigger, they fly where they've never been before. How do they know how to do that? How do they know the way? <laughs> I said, man, man. <laughs> God thought about all of that. <laughs> and everything is to, 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 to protect his creation. Everybody, everything has a survival in it, built inside of it. You know what's our survival? Faith in his word. He is, he, human being is, to, is built to believe God. You know that? He is designed to believe God. You know, the devil comes in, he corrupts it, and that's why they go and they go worship all these false gods. And man, I was watching a program there, all these, these temples, man, these false temples to these false gods, these pyramids. I mean, all I said, what are these people thinking of? 
They're trying to worship something. It's in them to worship something, and the devil has corrupted it. You get what I'm saying? But God had put it in every human being to worship, and it was to worship him. And I thought about that over. I said, God is, is listen, he put faith in us. People say, I don't got no faith. Yeah, you got a faith. You believe something. That faith is active. It's just that we don't put it in the right place. You understand what I'm saying? We're, we're, we have faith in us to believe something, but a lot of people throw it on trash and garbage that don't, that's going to destroy their life. But faith in God's word is everlasting. It secures us. I'm not going to be much longer, y'all. Let me finish reading these few verses. I like this verse, and it's very short. In Psalms 119, verse 89. I wish y'all would mark it down if you can. You need to go back and read. It's a very short verse. 119, verse 89. Your word is settled in heaven. <laughs> Listen to me, praise God. 119, verse 89. Your word is settled in heaven. Where is it settled? In heaven. Where is God's word settled? In heaven. How many know there's no liars in heaven? Come on, how many know there's no corruption in heaven? How many know there's no death and sin? And Come on, somebody. Your word is settled in heaven. So if it's settled in heaven, just think how much sure, how much sure it is to us. How much we should hold on to that, right? It's settled in heaven. How do I know what it says? I got to go look. Listen, how many bought, ever bought a car without checking what you was buying? Now, if you didn't check, suppose you was buying a, a Cadillac. And you know what? Really, it was a, a beatable. But because you believe the man, so this is the Cadillac. I don't know. <laughs> it's a Cadillac. I put a, I put a sticker on it. Don't you see it? You better check out what you buy. Because <laughs> a bug and a Cadillac don't belong in the same <laughs> category. So with us, we almost treat God like he's giving us a beetle bug. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> a lemon. And well, God's got the best. Come on. How many have been driving in a boat, baby? Because that's all your faith is going to let you have. Because you can't see God give. And I'm not talking about giving you a Cadillac. I'm just saying, I'm comparing the two. A Cadillac is more better designed, ready, and more secure for a human being than a bug. Come on, somebody, don't lie to me. I'd much rather a Cadillac. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I used to pick on hand when I when I got hurt with my dump truck and and man, my arm was busted right here, broke some bones in my arm and about five years. And Daddy said, "Daddy, you just imagine it." I got in the back of that ambulance. Look, I was about the most uncomfortable, most miserable. I couldn't wait till they got to the doctor. The thing went, <laughs> it was just. I said, "Man, what?" what? And, and they didn't buckle the uh, the uh, the bed. You know, she put you in, and he's going back, and uh, my arm got smashed. I said, what's wrong with them crazy people, man? Somebody didn't secure something. <laughs> I don't ever want to ride in an ambulance like that again. I'd much rather 
riding the back of a pickup truck. <laughs> That's miserable, man. But it's just like that without faith sometimes. We want to <laughs> my faith. You know, bouncing around and hitting potholes and everything else. And you wonder, and, 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 oh, I can't wait till I can get to the hospital. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> yeah. She said I was making it up, but I wasn't making it up. Don't pick me up again. Let me walk. <laughs> but, <laughs> what? Seriously, it's like it's like it's like that without faith. Sometimes we we we're potholes and shaking and all, and you don't know. Secure something, man. Put tie it up. Put the listen. I'll tell you, it was miserable. I'm, I'm gonna confess. Man, my arm was. My wife would tell you, my mom would tell you too. My arm, my bones were broken when I flipped my truck. This bones were broken, and I'm hanging. There. I said, "Can't y'all hold it up?" <laughs> I said. No, they were, they were, I was hanging, man. My arm was busted. My shoulder, my elbow was busted. And then I was hurting so bad. Oh, and then I went to the doctor, and they got in there with some kind of scraper or something, man. Oh, my body was shaking, man. I said, oh, dear, I can't wait till this day's finished. <laughs> Miserable, said that. I'm telling you. I could have jumped out of that back of that ambulance. Anyway, a broken leg might have just been as good as my stupid thing. <laughs> but anyway. It's like, that's, sometimes that's what we like in, in our faith. Seriously, I, I hate to believe it. That was miserable. It's miserable to have an uncertain faith. Huh? It's miserable to say, I believe you, God, but I don't, I, I don't know. You know, it's kind of, <laughs> oh, it's kind of like you, you're riding in something uncomfortable. Seriously, that's what it feels like. You remember the other day when I was preaching, I talked about, about your faith being unbalanced. I don't know if some of you were here. You remember? And what I meant by that is that, you know, if, if, if one leg is broken and I'm trying to walk, my rest of my body is not affected. My rest of my body, it takes away from what I'm able to do because that one leg is broken. Because my body's out of balance. It's not designed to have two uh, broken legs. Seriously, come on, somebody. It's not designed to have a broken arm. It's not designed to have one ear that can't hear. Or one eye that can't see. And that's what it's like with faith. Our faith is unbalanced. We're walking with broken legs, so to speak. We're walking with, with one ear that's plugged up. We walk, our faith is unbalanced. And we, can't, we wonder why it's miserable trying to walk with God. Come on, somebody. Because we're out of balance. <laughs> Amen. The rest of your body's going to feel it when one of the parts of the body is hurt. That make sense? And that's what's happening a lot of times with our faith. Amen. Close your Bible tonight. But I want to leave you with this one verse where it says in Psalms 119, 89. You need to go read it. Your word is settled in heaven. Whose word? God's word. You know what I wish for this church? And really, I, I'm praying that you come to me, Brother Lena. I've got an answer from God. I knew it was coming. I want to see bodies healed. I want to see lives changed. Marriage heals. Because somebody said, I believe God. And that's what God told me to do, y'all. Seriously, he told me, he said, you tell people to believe me. Your word is settled in heaven. 
the Lord, that's what we're going to put on that title, okay? Your word is settled in heaven. It's not going to change. We change. We miss out because we don't take that word seriously. We don't, we don't believe it. Seriously, come on, somebody. We've gotten to the point where we, we hope it's true. That's, not, that's walking with that unbalanced faith. You got a busted leg, a busted arm, or a plugged up ear or something. You can't function. That this body, as much as it's overweight, and I'm trying to get <laughs> it's designed to work together. The hand can't say of the foot, I don't have need of you. The eye can't say of the ear, I don't have need of you. One of those things are missing. You know, you watch those, those poor guys go in the army, they come back with busted legs missing, and, and they're impaired. <laughs> Thank God they made a, you know, they, 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 they did what was right. It's not having what they're sacrificed. But when they're missing something, they're impaired. They can't do what they used to do. Because the body, believe it or not, if you study the, the structure of the body, it's built to, 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 to work in a balance. And everything on that body is important. You know what I'm saying? Every part of the body is important. So when one of it is missing, something is missing, the rest of the body is going to be very, very impaired. Because you might be able to walk, but you're going to walk with a, a limp. Well, you can used to run. Or you used to can jump. You know? Hallelujah. We're, we don't need to be out of balance in our faith. How do you get in balance? Jesus and his word. Believe it. Listen, I can preach on blue in the face. If you don't get this this morning, and it's not, listen, I'm learning that myself. That if Christ said it and I don't believe it, then I, I, I'm not going to make it. I'm not going to get in there. A double-minded man is unstable in all his ways, the Bible says. Don't think that man will receive anything from the Lord. There has to be faith in God's word. Now, faith in me. Faith in God's word, not faith in this church. Faith in God's word. Not in a preacher, a priest, a rabbi, not in a denomination, not, not, not in even, you know, a doctrine. It's, it's faith in God's word. Somebody comes to you and says, you believe you, you believe you have the only way? Yes, I do. Because Jesus said, I am the way, the truth. You're not being boastful or self-righteous when you say that. If you, if you don't believe Jesus is the only way, then you're not saved. Uh-oh. If you don't believe the blood is the only way, the sacrifice, the word is the only way, you're not saved. You can't be saved without that. There are people right now dying throughout this world, dying this day for what I just said, believing for what I just said. They believe Jesus is the only way. Cut their head off. Put them in a fire and burn them in the stake. That's been happening for thousands of years. I want that spirit my dear brothers and sisters laid their life down for. Because they just believe what the Bible said. When men start, you start questioning men. Yeah, but. This is not a Billy Good religion. There ain't no but in the kingdom of God. There's either yay, yay or nay, nay. And if you know what that means, yes, yes or no, no. The, the promises of God are yes, yes, or no, no. There ain't no in-between. 